Today's readings continue to describe to us the suffering of humanity. In the Old Testament, the exile has happened and it sounds like a war zone, a remnant of people and captives afar. And in our gospel reading, suffering looks different. Jesus heals sickness that has caused societal shunning. Last week, I mentioned one of the things that we see in scripture as an example of help when life feels unbearably hard is remembering. And today we glean more. Into a letter to those in exile afar, Jeremiah writes to them what God is saying on what to do. Settle in, build a life, houses, families. To the practice of remembering, we add recreate, make life, do what you know how to do, seek to thrive in the midst of limitations. My guess is when they got that letter, they thought Jeremiah was crazy. They are suffering and isolated, prisoners. But let's ponder it together. What is fascinating about our now and our Christian spirituality is that we live where things are hard. We are fallen people because of sin who live in a fallen world. We live in the midst of kingdoms in conflict, the kingdom of God and the kingdom of this world. So life is hard simply because life is hard. This does not mean we smile and nod when things are hard. In our gospel reading, there are 10 lepers physically sick and shunned by society, and they do not passively accept their circumstance. They call out to Jesus. They are yelling for help because they are so desperate. Jesus, Master, have mercy on me. Part of what we can see from this Old Testament, New Testament contrast is, as is true of most of our Christian life, there is not an either-or, but a both-and. We need to seek living our lives when things are hard, and we need to scream and yell to God for help. Suffering is a part of our now, but there are varied reasons for it. Regarding the exile, it was connected to all those warnings we heard all summer long because Israel was breaking covenant with God. That did not mean that every single person in Israel was breaking covenant, but people as a generalization were. They were not following God in the way that God had revealed to them to do. That kind of suffering comes from decisions that we make because we are autonomous beings that sometimes do not make the best decisions. Simpler examples could be we steal something and we get caught and go to jail. Consequence. We do not take care of our car and it breaks down. Consequence. We make decisions all day every day that have consequences and affect our lives. In distinction, the suffering in our gospel reading is a physical illness. The lepers in our gospel had no control over what was happening to them. It happened like sickness happens to us today. Sudden acute distress, chronic disease, cancer, heart attacks. We are out of control of those things with our fallen bodies. Pondering suffering brings two histor his hysterical, historical narratives to mind for me. The first is Alexander Hamilton. I've been listening to his biography, and I have more than once been listening to the soundtrack of the Hamilton musical. 
as I think of the exile and the various kinds of suffering that we can encounter that really seem unbearable, there is a song in the musical after Alexander and Eliza have lost their son Philip, who's fatally shot in a duel, that runs through my mind. And the striking phrase to me is, the Hamiltons move uptown and learn to live with the unimaginable. The unimaginable. We all fear that, and some of us have walked through it. And some of us will, because suffering is a part of our human limitation. Currently, it is not a question of if, but when. It is into the unimaginable and its varying degrees that we must build lives and seek to live and not merely exist. And to do that, we need each other. Even in the exile with geographical distance, they maintained connection with one another. In our gospel reading, we also see there were 10 lepers. Not one leper, 10 lepers. They were together. They needed each other. The other his historical narrative that comes to mind for me is from the life of Ernest Shackleton. Shackleton was an explorer in the early 20th century who led a group by ship seeking to go to the South Pole. It is a fascinating journey where everything dramatically and horrifyingly goes wrong. One of the morals of the story that Shackleton's life illustrates as he is leading is at every point to keep the goal in mind for him, the South Pole, and embrace limitations and continue in a direction. Embrace limitations and continue in a direction. Today we glean the need to build life together and not in isolation, and the need to yell and scream for God's help together in our desperate times. We humans are hardy people, though we do struggle. Two weeks ago, I had the opportunity to go through training with a faith-based movement called Soul Shop, which seeks to equip communities to respond to suicidal desperation. Suicidal desperation describes those who are worried about people who may be considering suicide, those who are thinking about suicide, those who have lost loved ones to suicide, and those who have tried suicide and lived. Statistically, in faith communities across denominations, 50% of church people are affected by suicidal desperation. That's one out of two people right here. In the training I received, there is an acronym of four commitments to keep in mind in desperate times. The first letter is C, commitment to stay alive. Commitment to stay alive. When we went through that part in the training, our trainer, Michelle Snyder, actually stopped and asked us all to write a list of three people that we would call if we fell into a desperate place. We found it challenging. The point is to have a plan. I want you all to think about that, and I would like to ask you to make a list, at least in your mind, of three people you would contact if you felt desperate. And likely there are some of us that this causes some stress to because we cannot think of three people. Some of us cannot even think of one person. If you are experiencing that, which is not unusual, I ask you to stop and talk with Amy or I on your way out today so that we can give you our cell phone numbers so that we might be on your list because you are not alone. First, commitment to stay alive. My hope is we will go forward as a community 
given the prevalent statistics concerning suicidal desperation and become equipped to support and encourage one another. We suffer in our now, but we can have abundant life as Jesus has described it in the midst of challenge and suffering. I am again reminded of that in the Hamilton musical. In a couple of songs, the refrain in the midst of the revolution, the birthing of a nation, marital betrayal, family death, smallpox, yellow fever, they kept saying, look around, look around. What a wonderful time it is to be alive right now.